Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Welcome in, everybody, to Under the Radar Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Bankhead. I am graced tonight to introduce to you a fellow friend of mine and a league mate in multiple fantasy football leagues, Mr. B. Mac, Mr. Brandon Mullins, the commish. How are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Just cracked open a cold one. It's been a while, so I'm just... I'm just chilling, man. I'm excited to talk to you and um, just let you know my preferences for this upcoming season and just, um, just how I feel about everything that's going on right now. Sweet deal. So what are we drinking tonight? I got an Alaskan Brewing Company. I got one of their variety packs here. It's a low IPA. It's an Indian Pale Ale. It's very low on the alcohol per volume, but Indian Pale Ales have been my thing lately, so um, I'm going to hit you with one of those too oh yeah we got um i just went real american with it tonight Um, no budweiser but um i just got myself a little bit of bush over here i mean everybody likes bush Bush. right yes the bush yes i'm just a bush latte sorry is it it a bush latte oh dang all right no love me a bush latte every (laughs) now and then I've been having to drink a couple different beers tonight, so this is what I'm going to sip on for the rest of the night until I need to go to bed. Got to make sure I wake up in the morning for work. Yeah. Kids asleep. Quiet now. Yeah, buddy. Now it's time to talk some fantasy football before we all head, head to bed. So, a little quick introduction for everyone. Everyone now knows Brandon Mullins here. Uh, quickly... How about you go through on uh, how we first met for the first time? Um, I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm usually – I'm not a very talkative person, but, I mean, when it comes to f- sports or fantasy-wise, I'm always down to give my um, give my ideas and just let whoever know if they need any questions or any help that I can do, try to provide my best knowledge that I have. Do you remember when the first time we actually met? I know it was uh, at Super Value a couple years ago. We've had quite a bit of a friendship and things like that um, on a personal level, maybe not so much intimate, but maybe later on. But um, how how was it? You know, I can't really remember when it's been so long, but how we actually, you know, got to talking kind of similar to um Scotty Carvalito over there on Carbonated Concepts with um, old fellow co-workers of ours, um, Nate Hansen. How they got started talking was through podcast stuff, podcast talks. Joe Rogan, for example. Um, yeah. Do you remember what it was that really connected us to? Um, I mean, I know I started working back at Super Value in 2014. Um, I got a reference from my cousin, Kyle Shepard. You might have known him back then but um i can't really think of a time that we really like connected i can't think of a certain time when that happened but um i just want to think it might have been at maybe the meat department because i know you're over there a lot that could have happened then and the sports might have been brought up or something like that um i don't know how highly you were into fantasy for into fantasy sports because i know back then I wasn't too into it like that, but um, I think around like 2015 or 2016, I really got into it, and um, maybe that was a topic of 
conversation that I hadn't mentioned to you or brought up to you or something like that. Yeah, I believe that the meat department was probably when we first met, too. Um, I know I got the itch for fantasy football through Scotty again. Um, and he, it was, let's just say it was so long ago, I can't remember the year, but it was when everyone thought playing standard, fantasy football standard was the yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. That was so gross now that you look at it now. It's like there's so many different types of league setups and things like that. And I was like, man, standard. Yeah, yeah <laughs> cool. I will do it. And um, it was one of those things where we just, I guess, shared an affinity for sports. We liked watching it. And we kind of had an idea of certain specific players on certain teams. And, um, yeah, kind of just went – all in not really paying attention to a strategy that they talk about reading rankings just oh this looks like a good pick and then just kind of went from there and then um it's kind of kind of blossomed and then yeah we apparently uh shared that same um shame same love and hobby um so i know we're in one league together we're about to be in another good old Bud Stuff League. Yes, sir. Um, AKA the League of Thickness. We got a now, lot of... now called the League of Thickness. Yes. <laughs> the Bud Stuff, how long had that been going on? Um, I think I started that in 2017 or 18. Yeah, because I think um, the first year a winner was Trayvon, and then he bounced out after that year. Oh, that's right. And then Brian, and then Brian won it last. Yeah, bro. Like this league really hasn't um, been what I thought it was going to be. Especially being a being a commish of a dynasty league, I didn't think it was going to be this crazy. Like it's real difficult to keep these guys that draft these teams that just to keep them around. I mean, that's the simplest way to put it. Trying to keep league owners around that aren't winning, knowing that they're going to have the same team coming back into the next year. It it absolutely is very difficult to be a commissioner and have the have to see owners that started the year with you and then after one because something didn't go their way have to uh, bail out. Um, in one of the podcasts I did solo, I actually talked about uh, going on a walk to be therapeutic and whatnot, and you can get, do a lot of time thinking and planning for a future and things like that. And then I did a little segue, the little segue into, but walking out on a fantasy football team or league is not okay. It yeah, was, it was pretty comical. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. I did that on my own. I no one wrote it for me. I did it. It's corny. That's perfect because that's just who I am. Um, oh, good, man. I, I definitely um, feel the same way you do. Um, trying to find new owners to take over teams every year has gotten really uh, tiresome. It gets to be a lot. I mean, I have a pretty loaded team in our um, dynasty right now, and it hurts to start over, but it's the best thing to do because I'm not going to make an individual come into a pretty messed up startup team and 
give me league funds every single year and expect them to keep just keep going on and going on with it, you know. And I had I had a talk with another fellow league mate about the process of it all and what your mindset was and what I'm sure other people's mindset sets were with it. Um, it's basically you're begging people for two, three years, depending on whoever shows up and you get to be in that league that, Hey, just so you know, you're going to have to probably give up 40 to $60, which is what the league fee is per year. I believe it was for butt stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, to even compete, that's what yes. you're going to be throwing my way. Yeah, you're you're volunteering sixty dollars for the next two three years to actually seem somewhat competitive, and a lot of people, um, I don't blame them, would definitely want to rethink um, even joining because it's not fun to not fun to lose. Everyone here is competitive, so I totally understand that point. But I'm with you. I have a fairly decent team. I went in after like the first two games this season, this 2020 season, that. Uh, a couple individuals, including yourself, their teams were too high, and I'm sick and tired of always playing for four. Yeah. So, some trades, you were involved with trades. Um, I mean, and to have to now watch three first-round picks go, my uh, three fairly young and pretty stable pieces in the wide receiver core with A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, and D.J. Moore – uh, along with Saquon Barkley to start 2021, now all go away because we were trying to just do something different and get people that will be more involved because this this league has constantly had a lot of turnover. Um, yeah, yeah. I think on average it was like three to four players, uh, uh, not players, um, owners Owner. commit uh, play. Yeah, owners. Sorry constantly flipping every year and it got frustrating as a whole and like you said the other day in one of the chats there's like just this there's six ogs yeah and exactly. us two are one of the one of the six two of the six i mean you know it's going to be bad when you have one owner that wins the league and bounces right after it like where do you expect the league to go from there yeah and so with the Slow burning away of the Bud Stuff League and now creating the League of Th- Thickness. So, Bud Stuff had a different format uh, yeah. compared to League of Thickness. So, what are some of the new little details about that? And maybe someone who's listening to this podcast for the first time can um, gain some knowledge of what kind of uh, new league this is. It might be new for them, and then maybe they can learn from it and then. Possibly, they could probably want to go do it on their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought it out. I mean, everybody loves starting more players than they need to. Like, we love watching. We love having more pieces to our team that we're going to start every week just so we can sit down on the couch every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday to watch them. Like, nobody cares about the Jacksonville Jaguars, but this year – they have found a gem in James Robinson, right? I would say so. He was undrafted, and I believe he tested pretty good. He was even at the Combine. So that's even yeah. more kind of bizarre to me is he went to the Combine and tested, but these 
these owners, none of them wanted him. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just my thought when I broke it down, like, we lo- we just love watching these guys that we have on our team. We want to see those extra couple of guys every single weekend for fantasy football. So I broke it down this way. Like, let's take the kicker out. Let's put in a super flex. Let's get an extra player in there every single week. And just so we can have – we can just root for somebody else. Like, nobody goes out there every week, like, rooting for kickers. Like, if I'm rooting for a kicker, I want to see him kicking a 50-yard field goal every time. That's what I want. So, um, I thought about it. I mean, I asked my league mates, like, you guys want to just start up a whole new league, new startup. Like, we're going to get a couple-year pay up front. So, these guys are um, – they're glued to the league for at least the first couple years with the pay up front. So, let's yeah, it just – Sorry, it keeps, it keeps them accountable. And that's what we are shooting for to make sure that um, people will stick around and believe the best way to do that is have owners that will be active. There's yeah, nothing exactly. worse than having having six or seven or eight people out of 12 being active and talking and chat, trying to initiate trades, but there's only like one or two people on one team, but it's that owner that never remembers to put in that player every week. Or he just is not very active because, oh, you guys are on the chat way too much, so I just turn the chat off. I just turn the yeah. notifications off. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, Dynasty is a whole – it's a whole different – it's just a whole different game plan. Like, if you're more of a redraft guy, like, you don't want to do the chat, you don't want to do all the offseason work, you don't want to do all the studying – it's not for you. I enjoy every single aspect of it. I love talking to my league mates. I love talking shit. I mean, it's all good, heartfelt stuff. But, I mean, it's good yeah. for the league. I love checking in during the week. I love checking in on game days. Like, I mean, it's the best. If you don't have time for it, it's not your thing, which I totally understand. Some people Absolutely. say it's a lot of work. But, I mean, if you have – 20 to 30 minutes a day just to go over your roster, set it, make your waiver claims, check your trades, just get in there and say what's up to everybody. I mean, that's all I really ask for as a commissioner. But if you're not in there saying anything, you haven't said anything, popped in, made waiver claims, like it's not for you. Right. Yeah. And And I think I'm going to do away with the redrafts that I've been a part for a few years with the same group of people because, I mean – like I said in my solo podcast just the other day, you go in with a process. Everyone that at least plays has a process. Some of them is a little bit different depending on what kind of a league it is and the redraft. Um, usually you shoot for the best player that will get most of the looks. But again, it just depends on what kind of a league it is. And one league in particular I was a part of was the 10 team. And you had to start three wide receiver. You had to start two running back. You had to start tight end and you had one extra flex. There was a one QB league, but the mm-hmm. only kicker the only kicker with this league, you uh were not allowed to use the waiver wire. So you also had a kicker and you also had a defense. So okay. it really messed with how you drafted and this was just supposed to be for fun. It was only like ten dollars. Yeah. So it's a 
top two people get it, get money. Um, yeah. I had a, I thought I had a sound process, and then you know, COVID hit, so injuries hit, so different buys happened. You're not use, allowed to use the waiver wire, so there was some weeks where I uh, really, really got hurt from just the rules, and it made it interesting, but. I don't think I'll ever go back to it. And then the other one is I just cannot seem to catch a break. Been doing it for three years and I draft solid and then they just don't perform or I pick the wrong start sit person. So it just seems to happen all the time. And I just get frustrated because it's like, Oh, well, I won't have them for after this year. So if I'm not winning, I really don't care. And I want to get away from that attitude. That's why I'm thinking I'm going to go towards the just sticking to the dynasty aspect because there's more to pay attention to and drive for within the year and plan for next year. But I, again, if you don't have league mates that all are trying to stay active and uh, help their teams get better, then we need to try and find something different. So, um, definitely. League of Thickness is. Yeah, definitely. A super flex, right? Yeah, actually, I got off track in my last. Um, I was going to break the league down for everybody. I got a little bit too excited about um, just not having kickers anymore, really. Um, so we're going to throw the kicker away. We're going to add a super flex in there. We're going to go um, QB, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, two flex, and a super um, with a tight end premium. So, um with this startup um, dynasty, it's going to be real. Um, it's going to be real competitive. I can. That's the really the best thing I can say right now. I mean, we got a league full of a league filled with some real um, smart people. So I'm pretty excited what's going to happen. I mean, knowing me, I'm pretty um, QB happy guy. So with this um, with this startup and already knowing my pick at pick four, I got some real young some young cats that I'm thinking about that I'm super excited. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. I mean, my, my co-commission ended up with the, with the number one pick, my biggest rival. I hate his guts. I love him at the same time, but I hate him. Yep. We all know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to and Brian. Shout out to Brian Baker. Again, landing more than likely since he made it pretty well known uh in the chat just recently and in bud stuff he had a pretty dominant team and he has to watch it burn to the ground too and one way to start off the new league dynasty league is with patrick mahomes so some things just don't change he had him at the bud stuff league and now he gets to carry him over to this one so big cornerstone piece great start let's see how he does the rest of the way I have pick five, so yeah. right behind you, Mr. Kamish, and I have so many different ideas what I want to do, and yes, we may be a little savvy with playing the last years of some caliber, but, you know, you don't really worry about so much the ones you do know. You got to worry about the ones that you've never played with before. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are they going to fall in line, and they're going to take the certain players that we think they're going to take or are they going to throw a wrench in everything? So that kind of leads me to 
one of the other questions I had was, since you know already your spot, and one in particular is someone's already said who they're taking. Uh, the 101 is pretty obvious. It's the 12th team. You know your pick four. Now, there's not a lot of people you watch go off the board from one, two, three. You already know one of the three. Yeah. So, in a spot like that, are you going to choose to take your guy or are you going to go with more of the, hey, it's a super flex, preferably start two. That's what smart people do. That's what all the analysts do. That's what the people who play for money would do. So, would you go quarterback or would you just take like, oh, hey, I've never had Christian McCaffrey before. I'm going to go with him. What do you think? Um. I mean, me personally, I actually just got into a super flex league last year with some um, people that I didn't know, a bunch of people on the East Coast that I've been kind of cool with from um, different um, football groups on Facebook that I had uh, talked to a lot, and they had um, invited me to it. And um, so last night I actually just got knocked out of the playoffs, and um, I went quarterback, quarterback, and the startup, and I took um, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. The well, whole what pick did you have? I think I had pick. I want to say eight or nine. I'm not exactly mm. sure. Eight or nine. I took Kyler Murray first round. Okay. First super draft I'd ever started, but I was like, man, like if I'm going to start this, like I want to have a young guy that I know is going to be a stud, and I know the Arizona had just got DeAndre Hopkins. Like Kyler Murray, I have. I had already liked him in Oklahoma. Arizona needed a wide receiver. Larry Fitzgerald's getting old. Christian Kirk hadn't showed much um, Kyler's rookie year. And when I'd seen they they had got DeAndre, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be big for Kyler. He already has has the running mechanics. Like, he's already a stud on the ground. He now has a true number one weapon that he can get the ball to when he needs to. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take him right now. I like him a lot. I mean, I'm a Baltimore fan. Lamar Jackson already been drafted. I wish he would have fell to me. He had picked, gotten picked about two picks before me. He went, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, two picks before wow, me. Wow, even coming off of the uh, MVP season, he still went number seven. I think he six went six. seven, yeah, eight, nine, pretty much the same thing. Still kind of middle-ish late. Yeah, somewhere around there. Because, I mean, cause, I mean, McCaffrey had just come off that monster year, too. So, I think he had been taken. And then I think there's a guy in there that had taken Tom Brady in the first round, which obviously was a goof. Right. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. But um, I was like, damn, I might get I might get Lamar. I might get Lamar. Lamar's picked. And then I think then I think Alvin Kamara went after him. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to take Kyler right here. Mm. I wasn't too high on everybody else. Well, Honestly, yes, the, with the dynasty aspect, and everyone wants to try and get at least one of the, uh, I would say, top tier, but most people would say Patrick Mahomes is in his own tier, all in his own, which is fair. So, um, again, Young has that running upside, absolutely, and has a team that's a high-powered offense and isn't afraid to throw the ball. Um, I think that was a decent pick, especially never really playing before most most rankings that I've been seeing lately, like this one in, in particular from Pro Football Network, um, this was 
probably this is obviously later. Um, I don't have access to any of the newer ones because let's be honest, I refuse to pay right now. So this is free. This was updated <laughs> back in October, so fairly newer. Just for those listening, newer than like April and May. So Kyler was in the top top ten. Pick ten in one one uh, ranking here in particular, and at the start of the year, near like April for this other one I have, um, he was again top ten. So he's been fluctuating between nine and ten, uh, probably now since the season has been going. If we were to figure out a ranking system now and maybe do our own, I don't know. He probably would still be in the ten, I would say, because. Of just, I don't think that they're going to do any real big changes. Maybe Larry calls it yeah. quits. Um, I want to see what they do at the running back spot, and I'm not exactly sure what they what they did with Kenyon Drake. I'm not sure um, what his contract exactly was in the offseason. I don't believe they gave him one. I think he was franchise tag, but don't quote me on it. I could look it up. Time purposes, I'm going to just guess. And maybe later on in a different podcast, I'll have a correct answer to that. Unless you can come up with it really quick. I think he was franchise tag. Yeah, I'll check it right now. But I think he ended up signing I think it was either a it was a one year or a two year deal. Yeah, like a one year prove it or this is franchise tag is your prove it deal. Something along those lines. Um, so you would probably go more towards the quarterback. I believe I probably would too. So this is the funny part that we're mutual friends and you're commissioner of a league and we basically we no not basically we do we pick back to back so and i don't see it as really a bad thing to kind of come up with it what what do you think what do you think you're gonna do or what are you gonna do i'll tell you what i'm gonna do and then try and like snipe each other later because we we do both think alike in terms of next person available and things yeah. like that but The other people in the league, we really don't know what they're going to do. So it's almost probably safe if you have within the top few picks to take one of those running upside quarterbacks that have a good offense and just probably call it quits and just say, okay, well, I got one and I can focus on something else that, you know, maybe everyone else is either starting to really gobble up and maybe get me one of the last tier ones. Um, I have certain people in mind that I want to do, but I think I'm going to be with you and um, follow the quarterback route right off the bat just to get it out of the way. This is definitely um, it's definitely important to me. At least get one solidified youngster. I mean, that was my go-to with um, with Kyler Murray in it. I mean, it worked for me. Russ started. Russ started shit in the bed at the end of the year, so I mean, I can't really be too mad about it. Yeah, that's, that's just. But um, on a side note, on a side note, I did look up the Kenyon Drake contract. He did only sign a one-year deal, so we'll see what that looks like at the end of the year. There we go. Okay, see, that wasn't so bad. It was one of those two things. Obviously, it was a one-year that was of some form of guaranteed money. With, hey, you need to prove it, and we'll see yeah. there. Um. Like you said, you were in one super flex league and you did it with a bunch of random people. I did it with our yeah. um, friend Brian in one super flex league. And first time he did it as well. I believe I had pick 11. 
and mm-hmm. there wasn't as much of a quarterback run in that league as I thought. Uh, the only there was yeah. only really one person in particular who did a lot of trading before the as the draft was getting kind of closer. And when it was his pick, he started trading to kind of try and get into into the first round to get. I think he ended up with four players in the first round, and then he didn't pick again until like round five or four. Um, mm-hmm. So he started off with like Kyler and Dak real quick, along with Saquon Barkley. So oh, he yes. had a yeah strong start with those three. I can't remember who his fourth person was, and uh, then there was me at pick eleven. So. I think I went Deshaun Watson and then 12, 13, and then me at 14 was Nick Chubb. I think that's how I went. Um, in that league, it wasn't anything special. It was you start a quarterback, you had a super flex quarterback, you had two wide receivers, you had two running backs, and you had a tight end. And I believe it was just one regular flex and a super flex. So nothing super fancy. Kickers in that league. So used to it, having no kickers now in the League of Thickness, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I think I think I didn't take a quarterback again in that league till like round between eight and ten, and I believe I went with Matt Stafford. Um, again, Not start bad. of the year sounded like that was good process meshing with a, a veteran. Uh, a quarterback to still spread the ball around. I thought that was, I thought that was a pretty um, solid and safe move. And then um, I was one of those rare few that took a third quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and he's just been a perfect fill-in for whenever one person's been on a bye or if uh, Stafford's been injured this year. Um, and you said you got knocked out of playoffs in that league. Last week? Yeah, yeah, I just lost by less than two points. Oh, that's so crushing. If if Juju wouldn't have fumbled, I would have won that league. But, I mean, I also had um, Chase Edmonds was questionable the whole week. I didn't know how that was going to go. Salvan Ahmed had just come off IR or his injury. I didn't think he was going to get crazy carries. He ended up having a really good game. Crazy carries. I had to watch with him on my bench in my taxi as he went off. Mm -hmm. I could share in that pain. And then I I also had Ronald Jones, Debo Samuel, and Miles Gaskin all on IR. It's the year of the IRs. Again, the injuries and COVID this year has been nuts. Um. Especially with some of these young yeah, players, nuts isn't in a, as nuts isn't bad with the injuries, but let's say like going nuts, some will have a breakout too, even as rookies. Um, what yeah. what are as a segue into this next one? So there's been some players that popped, and there's been some that um, not a lot of people were sure about to start the year. Uh, one in particular was the, the Stefan Diggs. And um, I know you said you had a rookie that you were really impressed with. Who was that? Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Um, he was actually one of my top two wide receivers coming out. Um, 
it was between him and CD. I liked them both a lot. Um, I'm usually not a big Alabama fan unless it's a running back, to be honest. But, I mean, Alabama has produced some great um, defensive guys. They always come out with great defensive guys. Their wide receivers, I mean, Julio and Calvin Ridley, I'm not going to knock them at all. They're both awesome. I love Calvin Ridley so much. But, I mean, this year just coming out, I loved Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. Um, so I thought that trade between Buffalo and Minnesota, honest, I didn't know how I felt about it at first, but it made sense. Uh, Buffalo got their acquisition to help out Josh Allen. I mean, you need to fill studs around your quarterbacks. If they're going to be your guy going forward, you need to get your guy weapons. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, Stephon's having a career year. He's always been a good guy. He hasn't had the receptions like he's having this year, career high in receptions. He's on pace to have almost 15, 1,600 yards. He has 111 receptions right now, I believe. Well over 100 and him yards. And Josh Allen, him, and, him, him and Josh Allen are just, oh, my. They're just on, on cue. I don't even know how better to explain it, but they're just locked and loaded right now. Buffalo is looking like a real good contender to go in there and knock the Chiefs off. I love that team right now. And the Chiefs do seem pretty unstoppable, but but a lot of people had Stephon Diggs written off for just the simple fact that, oh, like what most people in fantasy and just in the NFL in general, um, oh, New team for a wide receiver, new process, new lingo, um, new quarterback and timing routes, things like that. Absolutely. That was that's just a lot of people using pretty much just common sense because anyone who was so so stuck with a specific system for so long, naturally it would probably take them a while to get used to at least a different person throwing them the football, especially someone as young as Josh Allen is. And um he hadn't had the best accuracy coming into the league and it showed and so he made up with it a lot of times on the ground again another one of those running upside quarterbacks Konami code what I've heard in a few podcasts is that one-two punch and um be interesting to see where he goes in our super flex league that'll be coming up soon um yeah but that that whole process that trade was um all the Vikings really did was they, have to just give up digs in a seventh for a 2020. And then the bills uh, gave up. I feel like the farm, they gave up a first round, their first round, which was the number 22 overall, which resulted in your boy, Jay Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. And they got a fifth, a sixth, and then a fourth round pick for 2021. I feel like that's a little bit of a farm. They really just did not want digs there. And it's, it's, like he said in one of his Twitter posts, it's time for a new beginning, and he is making the Vikings pay. Pay. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I mean, I agree to an extent somewhat with that. I mean, I think it was more of the Vikings not wanting to give him a deal. Um, I mean, they're pretty um, – I think their cap hit's pretty high right now. Um, so, I mean, it was either um, get what we can right now or don't get anything at all. That's how I took it, uh, but I'm I'm just looking at the Josh Allen stats. I was never really a fan of him. I know he had accuracy issues coming out of um, Wyoming, 
That's it. That's where he went to school, right? Um, pretty yes, sure. Yes. Yes. For some reason, I got him confused just now with Carson Wentz, and I was like, Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State, <laughs> I believe. And it, yeah, I was like, yeah. I got their team colors mixed. So I thought, yeah, you're you're right. He went to Wyoming. Yeah. So I was never really a big fan of him coming out. Um, he came out the same year as Baker, Lamar, Rosen. And um, I said Lamar already. So Baker, um, Rosen, and Lamar and Josh Allen were the big four. And um, I thought Josh Allen was going to be the weakest link, and he proved me wrong for sure. He's having a career year, and um, I know they had a good defense last year, which helped them out. Um, But his stats this year are just amazing. He's already 10 touchdowns over what he threw last year with two games left. He's 1,000 yards. He has 1,000 more passing yards. And it's just, just – just getting digs has just been a security blanket for him. Yeah, and the crazy part – And it's the just – The crazy part about that is you just said it. He has more passing touchdowns in the double digits just this year compared to the last few years. Where most of his touchdowns came yeah. from the ground on his le- with his legs, so I find that kind of yeah. funny. Is you know the Vikings are now turned to more of a run first, and when they have to pass, uh, who's Kirk Cousins throw to that type of thing? And I don't know, maybe they really tried to think that oh well, Buffalo's a running kind of team, mm-hmm. and maybe go sending digs to. Buffalo is going to be like the same thing. He's going to still be unhappy, so we're going to get the one up. Mm. Hasn't worked out very well, Vikings. Yeah, and, and that's why I love Josh Allen so much for fantasy because they don't run the ball. That's what I love yeah, the most. They don't the run ball. the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Like, it reminds me of the Packers from a couple years back when they had Eddie Lacy, and I had Eddie Lacy in my fantasy team, and I'm like, just knock it in from the goal line. No, nope, we're running play action and we're going to throw the ball. Yeah. And that's why I love the, that's why I love the Bills so much right now and that's why Josh Allen's on top of my list to um, be drafted in my startup this year coming up. Yeah, give the burg, give the big burger the ball so he falls in the end zone. Um I had a Eddie Lacy for a redraft league back in the day. I think it was like one of the one of the years that he actually was Thoroughly reliant, uh, reliable, and um, yeah, that was his rookie year. Yeah, and then after that, I was like, hmm, nope, don't really care anymore. Um, yeah. but then I still always try to turn away from redraft altogether. So, where do you think now that we have seen where Diggs has been playing, what how he's been playing well, and Jefferson coming out of basically nowhere, um. Yeah. These cats will go in the Superflex League. I know, again, it's a home league, so this is a, this is a hobby of ours. We're not analysts by any means. We just take what we see, we take what we read, and we try our best to put it into action when we get into our drafts and to make our moves when we have that league set as just a little disclaimer. But where do you think those two would go right now? Or where would you like them to go? Because... Fun fact, I have the newest, not really newest, but a newer version of a rank up 
and you'll be surprised on way where they currently are going as of October. So you're saying Diggs and um, Jefferson? Yep. Um, I mean, me at this point, I mean, I'd be ecstatic to get Justin Jefferson on my um, snake back into the second round at pick four. Um, how old is he right now? How old is he right now? 22? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I think he's like the youngest. Isn't he 21? He's one of the youngest ones. All I remember is I know he was – I remember he was killing it at LSU at one point at like 18, 19 years old, which is very, very impressive. Um, yeah, anyway, anyways, he's a young gun. I'd be ecstatic to get him back with my second pick. I was right. He after is I take my uh, – After I take my young, um, my young QB, I'd be ecstatic to get him. I mean, I think Diggs is 20 – Seven. Um, I think he's currently twenty. I mean, it really just depends. Going into the twenty-seven, twenty-seven year. Ne- nope, you're you're right. He's twenty-seven as of right now. Uh, he just turned twenty-seven. I mean, that's what it was. I had it mixed up again. Yeah. I mean, it really just depends on how everybody feels. Like Diggs has the um, he has the numbers to show. Like Justin Jefferson's coming off as a rookie, so I mean, he has less numbers. But I'm a high believer in Justin Jefferson. I would take him over Diggs. Um, that's just me. But I feel like Diggs is going to go in the third round easily for a startup, especially in that Buffalo offense with how many catches he's had this year. I mean, I feel like he's going to end up. We got two more weeks left in the season. He's got 111 balls right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he catches 130. I think a lot of people in our home need says- to sleep on him for. For real. So, yeah. where do you think? Do you think Stefan Diggs goes where and Justin Jefferson goes where again? I mean, if Justin Jefferson and Diggs are both there, I might go back on what I just said just because if I have Josh Allen, I probably would take Diggs, but I got them. I got them neck to neck. I'd have to see how it plays out, to be honest. I don't know. I just love the young guys. So, yeah. I, I take the rankings with a grain of salt. I mean, every it's a homely. It's not like a bunch of people that uh, do studying throughout the year. Most of the people in our league probably are the ones that uh, go search for it on Google, courtesy of Sky, Carbolito on Carbonated Concepts, give it a goog, uh, and then they get out there an hour before the draft and look at it and like, oh, okay, we'll just go with this guy, I guess. No, they do their homework, but uh, this ranking I got in front of me, courtesy of Pro Football Network, has just Justin Jefferson and Diggs right next to each other at 22 and 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the only, like I said, I love Buffalo's offense because they don't run the ball, so I mean, that might be a that might be the one reason that um, sways my opinion. But I do love Justin Jefferson a lot, and it'd be a real toss-up. I might have to flip a coin over that. And to help you with that deciding factor, the Vikings run just as much, but they got an actual running back that's competent and that they paid. So yeah, I would probably lean 
man named Jeff, Justin Jefferson, for two reasons. He's <laughs> shown that he, he can catch the ball in traffic. He has shown a more of a elaborate route tree as a rookie instead of just being a slot wide receiver primarily at LSU with Joe Burrow. Um, and he is younger, also has yeah. barely an injury history. Not going to let it hopefully it's in jinx him. So no offense to Diggs, but it, he's, he's older by quite a bit. Um, and yeah. he's he's got the injury history. And some of them a lot worse than others, but when it's constantly uh, a hamstring or a foot, I believe he was one of the wide receivers that have been played with foot a foot injuries the last few years. I I partially wonder if that had a lot to do with why he was traded, and they just needed to get another younger body. But I I really don't know. It could have been just the fact that he was very vocal and the team didn't like it. And maybe that's just what route the Vikings wanted to do. But, yeah, personally would go Jefferson at this rate. We very well could probably get him on the snake back around in the home league, so that's something to look forward to. Well, let's see here. Do I have any other questions for you? Not necessarily. Do you have any questions for me before we close this out this evening? Um, no, I mean, I'm just excited for this draft, to be honest. I just want to see um, what happens. I mean, playing with a couple new guys, pretty excited about it. I always like playing with new people just to see what their um, mindset is and how they um, portray things. Absolutely. That's where I'm at, too. So that's what gets me excited is doing the drafts more than anything and seeing where people are going and what they're doing and trying to kind of guess what the next player who's going to go and on top of um, trying to make my team better as it goes on, but not try and get too out ahead of myself, get, try and get my guy, but stay within, you know, a good casting reach and not to the point where it's rounds and rounds ahead where I start slipping and things like that. So I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait till next year when this league drops and um, hopefully we can uh, get you on Mr. Mullins a few more times to do this podcast talk and maybe talk some off season, off season stuff and see where maybe there's trades going down in the NFL. Who's going to be coming up in the draft and where mock drafts are going. Maybe we'll do one. Uh, We'll have to find a way to get it all set up, but you know, I'm your boy. I'll get it figured out. No worries. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we should try and get this um, in every Tuesday. I mean, I don't have a problem with it if you got the time. Um, we should do that. Maybe talk uh, some wide receivers next week. Some wide rec- wide receiver needy teams. Um, Juju, Allen Robinson. See see what our opinion is on that. Where they think they might end up. Oh, good point. Yeah, maybe we can run that into another another pod. The uh, free agent. Uh, wide receivers that will be hopefully um, joining new teams next year, or if it's a favorite, maybe sticking around. So, yeah, I'll keep that in mind, big guy, and then uh, I'll let you know when the uh, next pod will drop, and I'll be sure to shoot you an invite. All right, sounds good, brother. You have a good night. Yeah, you too.
All right, peace. All right, from your host here, Austin Bankhead, and the Under the Radar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.